Welcome to the Creating Queensland podcast. This is a special three-part Queenslander renovation series, which is to be short, sharp, educational pieces to assist you with obtaining development approval specifically in Brisbane. I cover everything from choosing your consultants, when to engage a town planner, the costs involved, and the changes council will actually approve. My name is Jessica Reynolds. I'm the director of Urban Planners Queensland, a private town planning consultancy based in Brisbane. If you would like more information about town planning and renovating Queenslanders, you can find my free ebook on the homepage of our website, upqld.com.au. That's upqld.com.au. I hope you enjoy this special episode as part of the Queenslander Renovation Series. In this episode, I want to talk about working with a town planner. So specifically, what does a planner do? When to start using one? What does it cost, the planning process, and the timeframes to expect? Jumping in, I am a town planner. Most people know a town planner, an uncle is one, a high school friend became one, but rarely do people 100% understand what I do day to day. Others relate town planning to SimCity, the computer game, and whilst I definitely did enjoy it, it was not the reason I became a town planner, nor is it what I do as a statutory town planner. In very basic terms, council and governments employ strategic town planners to identify where growth can occur, and this dictates legislation. Statutory planners like me work for government and as private consultants to determine if a development complies with legislation or why it should be approved despite conflicts with the legislation. Unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, town planning is not a licensed industry. You don't actually need to pass any tests to become a town planner, and some other professionals who specialize in other areas of development self-appoint themselves as town planners. If you're looking for a town planner to obtain development approval, you should ensure they are suitably qualified. Generally, this means they should have a university degree in town planning. I, for example, graduated from the University of Queensland with an honours degree in regional and town planning. This took four years to complete, so you know I and my other graduates are pretty dedicated to this industry. I always like to compare this issue to the law courts or accounting. You could self-represent to the court, you could have your legal-minded friend represent you, or you could get a lawyer. In the case of accounting, you can self-represent to the ATO, you can have your friend in banking do it, or you could engage an accountant. So when do you actually start using a town planner? Most people don't know about private town planners until they actually need one. My hot tip, unless you're experienced with development and renovations, I would assign a project manager to be your middleman with your town planner. This should be whoever is designing your plans, such as your builder, designer, or architect. If you have no plans or a designer, a town planner can tell you the basics, such as whether your house is protected and height restrictions. You can also go to your council, or you could just go to the upqld.com.au website and download our ebook, which should help you. Once you have your plans, your town planner can start making comment and identify any real issues or opportunities. This is where it's sometimes important to have your designer involved as a project manager or at least copied into all communication, as we've seen a common mistake where property owners try to relay this information and it can get lost in translation along the way. The cost of engaging a town planner. I feel like this is very important. In my experience, the hourly rate of a town planner can vary from $150 to $350 an hour. 
A development application to council for renovations to a Queenslander, including council fees, will be either $2,000 for a simple minor works application. This can be, as an example, something like a, a new carport or some new windows to the front facade of your Queenslander. A stand renovation is $5,000, with the upper end being around the 7000 mark. This variance in cost depends on the council fee, which can range from $2,000 to $4,000, depending on the demolition components you're proposing to protected building material. So that's anything that's pre-war. If you're undertaking extensive works to your Queenslander, I always tell people to budget an additional $5,000 to ensure they aren't shocked if a development application is needed. Please remember that your town planner is an expert and an advocate, but they are not the deciding body. So if you're hard-pressed to spend the additional three dollars to $7,000, I would work with your designer and planner early on to avoid a town planning application where necessary, as no one can guarantee you an approval. The benefit of getting an approval is that you are going to have this dwelling for maybe another 100 years. The town planning triggers might actually add value to your property. So that's when people decide that they are going to proceed with a town planning application, but I just always have to caution. Moving on, you've engaged a town planner, so what do they actually do for a Queenslander house renovation project? In the first instance, a town planner will review the following things. They'll undertake a desktop study and preferably a site visit. They'll form an understanding of the site, its opportunities and its constraints. They will form an understanding of the locality, for example, what the existing development is in the area and what approvals are already in place in the neighbourhood. They will assess your plans against the relevant legislation. And if you don't have plans yet, they'll work closely with you and your designer to give design advice as you go through that design process. Once all the relevant forms and documents are produced, as a town planner, we'll lodge this online with council. Everything's online now. It's great. Paperless. Uh, And then we'll process and follow this up with council. So this is when it becomes a negotiation process. And I feel the true value of a planner is when you're working with the designer in the first instance and once you've actually lodged your documentation with the council. The documentation takes the most amount of time from a planning perspective, but the negotiations is where it's important. So You know, sometimes you might lodge an application and it goes through really smoothly. And then other times council might come for their own particular reason and ask further questions about why you're doing something or they might have issue with a particular design component. And this is when your town planner comes into play and should be advocating for your project and they'll work with you and your designer to make sure that that happens and you get towards that approval rather than a refusal. Uh, once you actually get a decision notice from council, your planner will forward all that documentation onto you. So the timeframes. Town planner will take between one to two weeks to prepare the documentation and, I guess, justification for your proposal. Once this is lodged with council, there is a five business day lag where council's administration will review submitted documentation and provide a fee quote. Um, that fee quote will be council's fees. And once you've paid council's fees, they will actually then start their formal assessment of the application and assign a council town planner as an assessment manager. There are three assessment options available at the time of recording this. Each has a different time frame. So number one is RiskSmart. So that's the fast track system and it's only for low risk applications. 
these can be approved in one week. So UPQ, that's me, uh, is an accredited RISMART consultant and a number of house applications uh, we have pushed through this process. However, I really caution this is a low risk process. So it isn't the best option and we don't always recommend it for most projects. RISMART may require design changes to allow you to meet the low risk criteria. Number two is assessment, and this is a process that council internally designate to a project and it takes on average five weeks from lodgement to a decision being issued. Most of my projects go through this process and that's because it ensures a relatively quick turnaround, but the design intent is generally maintained. Um, you don't need to make as many design changes to make it low risk as you would through the RISMART process. And number three is the general assessment process, and this can take between two to five months to process. Uh, it really depends on the design and is normally only for the more intensive projects. Not really a common application process for Queenslander renovations, so I wouldn't worry too much about that. And I would say most projects would go through Assessmart or RISMART. And that's where I'm going to end this episode because um, there will be a third episode after this. <laughs>